Hi there, you're listening to Teens Uncensored, the podcast where we talk about questions you want the answer to, but have nobody to ask. Sometimes it'll be something hard to get an answer that's not emotion-based still, like your mental health, or something that would be downright embarrassing to ask about, like masturbation. In each episode of this podcast, I'll clear up one of these taboo areas for you to give you one less thing to worry about. So without any further ado, let's get right into today's episode. Today's episode of Teens Uncensored is going to be about belief in God. This is such a loaded topic, and there's so many opinions on this field, and I just thought it was a very hard question to get a straight or unbiased, unopinionated, factual answer to. And yes, partially because there aren't many facts in this specific topic, but also because people have just been raised in a certain environment and they just continue to believe that into their adulthood without questioning if that is really what they want to be believing or if they would have believed that without the influence of others. So I thought in this podcast I'd bring up a few facts about the topic and a few facts on each side, as you know, belief in God and atheism would be the two sides of this argument. So let's get right into it. So I would like to preface this podcast and episode by saying that there are very good reasons to believe in God and very good reasons not to. I respect your opinion. I am not trying to shake your world and send you into a frenzy that puts you into some depression because your whole life is a lie. No, that's not what I'm going for. I think that there are good reasons to believe in God and good reasons not to. You could argue that God exists and it is super apparent because of X, Y, and Z reason, but then you could also go right back and argue that God is not real and he doesn't exist, he has never existed because of X, Y, and Z. So I just wanted to uh, present a couple of the arguments for both sides. Not nearly all of them, there's definitely some, but um, these are a couple of the main ones, and I thought that you could get the gist of the entire argument from just these couple, because you could kind of find the pattern starting to form and both of the arguments on both sides and in my opinion after a while you kind of start to question if it's worth it to look into these arguments but I'll talk more about that later so first of all you could argue that a planet like ours is much too rare to have been made by chance aka science evolution aka this argument is for God but Others may argue that, optimistically, there are 200 million planets in our galaxy that could have intelligent life just like ours. Even pessimistically, it is extremely likely that there is at least one other planet in our universe that has intelligent life. There's many, many more arguments like this, like on human consciousness, who created the creator, it goes on and on. In my opinion, there is no definite way to prove that God does or does not exist. If there was, I do believe that we would have found it by now. 
And I know that science is developing and you may say, okay, it's just not developed enough. Once we have X tool, we will be able to prove that God does not exist. Or you may even say that religion will, um, will ever prevail. Or maybe even science will kick back on itself and end up proving by accident that God really is real. Um, these things definitely could happen, but I don't really see them happening. And there's also the thing to consider, even if there was a very promising argument that God was or was not real, I don't believe that the other side would accept that argument. Even if it seemed very factual and to prove, there would always be something. Because people, and this is just a fact of any topic, people do not like change. And I'm sure you've experienced that if you are in school. Uh, this podcast is obviously targeted towards teens, so I'm assuming you are. And I know that you have a friend or maybe an enemy that you just cannot convince. Maybe they're really good at arguing. Maybe they don't like to be argued with and they don't like to listen to what you say and they turn around anytime they try to argue with you or you try to argue with them rather. These people are common and the fact is they're always going to be around and there's even a little bit of that in you and even the most influenced easily influenced people in the planet because they are human and they don't like change. Everyone, to some degree, does like to hold on to what they have because what they have is stable, what they have is good. We like routine, we like stability, so they hold on to what they have. And I'm sorry for going off on this tangent, but it's kind of important because I find that it really connects to a lot of things in life. Like if you look at some of the other heated topics, um, like one we'll talk about later, definitely masturbation. Um, in the old days, a lot of people believed that masturbation was a horrible sin. And this also connects to God, because uh, if you believe in God, you may still believe masturbation is a sin, and I respect that. But I'm just saying, people thought that you might grow hair from your hands if you masturbated. Uh, you might say... There was so many myths. You might um, get a, a handicap if you masturbated. There's just so, so many. You might um, just become mentally ill. You might become dumb. Many, many things. Um, but we held on to these things, and you see them today. If you go to try to talk to with your mom about masturbation, I don't know that she will be so ready to talk about that unless you have a fantastic mom. Um, that is open to those kinds of things, which you might, but you also have to realize that a lot of people don't have that kind of mom. If I brought up masturbation to my mom, she would look at me like I had three heads and probably go off on me. But in other words, humans resist change. So even if there was a convincing argument, it would be hard to convince everyone. Next thing I also wanted to talk about is that it doesn't matter if God exists. And here's why. So, if God existed, if God does exist, then his main goal is to get you to act in a way that is 
responsible, respectful, maybe even say gallant, as in the old knight's code. Just in general, to be a good person. That's what he wants. He wants you to be a good person. So what does that have to do with the topic that we're dealing with right now? Why God doesn't matter? Well, I think that if God does or does not exist, doesn't matter. Because religion and Christianity, any other religion as well, this applies to any religion, by the way, even if you don't believe in a God, or if you believe in multiple gods, this also applies. It is a fairly universal thing. Religion, um, scripture, usually says that you should behave in a good way. So think about it. Why, why do you need a god to tell you to be a good person? Does it matter the reason that you should be a good person? I believe that you should be a good person regardless of whether or not God exists. I think the principles in the Bible are good. I like that, say, one should not extract revenge. That's a good principle. If you didn't have that, we may be running and gunning around each other because Todd didn't share his lunch yesterday. And that's not exactly what you want in the perfect realm. But what I'm getting at and I feel like I've said that many times in this podcast. I explain things. Um, is that you? It, it doesn't matter if God exists because as long as you apply the principles in Scripture, who cares who said them or who told you to do them? It, it doesn't really matter if he created the universe or not in our daily life. Um, I mean, if you want to think about questions like that, then sure, sure, you can think about if God exists or not, but it, it, applying it, you know? Why, why are you believing in this religion? Is it because you like being comforted that there's a higher power and things are out of your control? Is it because you feel happy at church? Or is it because you're forced into this religion. I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later, though. But I, what, what I'm saying here is do the right thing anyway. If you don't believe in religion, do the right thing. If you do believe in religion, great. You're still doing the right thing. You see the similarity? If you believe in religion or not, you're still trying to accomplish the same goal. It's just who said to do it. And even if the person that said to do it is some random dude online, not even me, just some random dude writing an article, you, if those principles are good, you still might want to follow them. Or if God told you, you still want to follow them. My, my next topic I wanted to talk about is, do you want your faith to be based upon scientific arguments, religious scripture, or especially on local preferences? So, do you, do you want your belief in religion to be based on some, some argument that you read online on a website? Okay, that's what they think. Don't you think it should be based on something more than that? If God is real, I, I 
I think it should be more of an internal belief. It's faith. That's the word. Faith. It's it's not really faith if you're you're looking up on a website. It should be what you internally believe. If you internally believe in God, that is your uh, instinct that God is real. Great. You can believe in God. If you're questioning that God is real and your instinct is that God is not real and it's a waste of your time and if you're doing the right thing anyway, why do I need to continue to believe in a God? Because I, I believe more that we were we evolved, then great. You can believe in that. Again, I'm trying to keep this very respectful and unbiased on both sides, giving both arguments. I'm not have you noticed giving out a ton of arguments for either side because I don't really think that they matter so much. But the next thing I wanted to bring up is that some people come go to church because they are happy. They religion makes them happy. And I I think that this this is definitely true. I think there's been studies and they've showed that people that are religious are happier but you have to ask yourself why is that is it because they believe in God and God is making them happy or is it just simply because they're going to church and being around people there have certainly been studies that show that people are happier when they're around other people so if you think about it, it could just simply be the social aspect of church and in that case it could easily be replaced by another social thing if you're a teen, you probably still have access to high school sports. You could join a sports team instead. If, if that's what's making you happy, if church is making you happy, maybe, maybe it's just the social aspect. So, um, I do understand that your parents may make you go to church and you may not have a choice. But as you get older and are more independent, uh, if you think that church makes you happy, at least for a minute, just try replacing it with something else. And you don't have to do this. I know I said at least for a minute, but you don't you don't have to do this. It's a recommendation when giving. If if you think that that may be the only reason you're going to church. So try try joining maybe a sport or even try joining maybe a chess club. It doesn't have to be a chess club. Please don't join the chess club if you hate chess. Or join a dance group. I don't, I don't care. Join something that's social. You get to talk to other people. You have a good time. Something that could have kind of the same effect of church. And see if you're just as happy. And if you are, then that doesn't mean you have to stop going to church. But just, that's just another thing to bring up on why, why people may say that they're happier in their religion. And another thing is that if you do firmly believe in God, and you sh you should still continue religion if it makes you happy. Just make sure you're not believing to make others happy. I know right now, as I mentioned earlier, you are probably being forced to go to church. If you are going to church, you don't get much of a say in it. And even if you did, you wouldn't want to bring it up because there's quite a bit of shame around not believing in God and atheism. So, a lot of people are very hesitant to bring it up, um, especially to religious parents. So, 
if you believe in God, you probably were introduced to that religion by your parents. So as you get older and get out of your teenhood and into adulthood, make sure that you don't continue to believe in God just because it would make your parents be happy. I, I, I think that you're, if you're an adult, you have the right to choose whether or not you believe in God. And even if it would make your parents happy, it may not be the best thing for you. And if not the, if it's not the best thing for you, then why do it? I think most parents would understand if you said you didn't believe in God. They may be ha uh, sad for a couple days, but I think they would get over it unless... I mean, even if they are the most religious parents in the world, you have the right to make your own decisions. You shouldn't base it off of theirs anymore. And especially because their decisions may have been based off of their parents, too. They may not know why they're really believing in God. So, what I'm saying is don't base your decision off of what your parents want you to think. In addition, right on that same ladder, I don't think that's an expression, but it is now, right on that same ladder, don't believe in God because you're introduced to it by your parents. You don't have to believe in God just because that's how you grew up. If you grew up in a very religious environment and you become an adult and don't want to continue that, or even if you do, you may just subconsciously be continuing it because that's your routine. But you may want to question, is, is that really what you believe or is that what your parents believe? And after that, after all of this, if you still believe in God, that is completely fine, and I respect that. And if you really firmly believe it, it's probably the best decision for you. So, if that's the route you've decided, I'd just like to say that make sure your religion doesn't keep you from science. Just because you believe in God doesn't mean you can't believe in science. You don't have to stay away from science because that is the stigma around science. Religious people may have not liked science in the past. Immediately the Vatican comes to mind. And you may not know this, but the Vatican Church actually was killing scientists for a time. And people were really mad about that. But the Vatican, the church, was killing scientists because they thought they were against God and impure. Even Galileo, as you may remember, was threatened to be tortured by the Vatican Church because he suggested a heliocentric model, which means that the sun is in the middle of the solar system. So he was threatened to be tortured just because he stated a scientific fact that was true. So you don't have to be like the Vatican. Please do not be like the Vatican and threaten to torture any friends that bring up scientific facts or scientific discoveries. You can stay in love with science if you love science right now. Religion does not have to keep you from science, nor should it. And with that final statement, I think we've pretty much gone over everything that I wanted to talk about today. One last thing. If you 
are if this podcast episode has made your faith in God waver. I would suggest looking inside yourself instead of searching out information online or looking any arguments up about whether or not God is real. Um, you will find arguments on both sides that seem very convincing. I'd like you to look inside of yourself to see what you think. I personally do not believe in God. Um, that That's because this is now we're going away from the facts. This is my personal opinion, so if you don't want to hear this, you can skip ahead a couple minutes. And if you hear the increase in audio quality, that's because I forgot to plug in my microphone for the first very large portion of this podcast, but now it's plugged in, so um, rejoice. <laughs> And it will be plugged in for future episodes, so you don't have to listen to that horrible noise in the background. But anyway, as I was saying, you can skip ahead a couple minutes now if you don't want to hear my opinion, or if you've already made up your mind. I think that God is not real because uh, I think that people just wanted something to hope for. I think that a very long time ago, Someone wanted, like, the feeling of being comforted by a higher power. So they thought they saw a sign from something. It may have been subconsciously that they wanted to become, almost certainly subconsciously, that they wanted to be comforted by a higher power. Or know that there was a higher power which would comfort them. So they saw some sign that they took to be a sign of God. And then they began preaching this to friends, and friends twisted it a tiny bit to make it sound like it was more convincing, and they told it to friends, and they twisted it a tiny bit, and they told it to friends, and it became more and more convincing that God must be real. And over centuries and millennia, God became a commonplace notion. God was preached to be real by Jesus, who was actually a real person. It's recorded in history that he was hung at a cross. He was real, if you did not know that. But you have to ask if what they say happened really did happen. Did he really preach these things? Or is it just a bit of a twisted version of what he said? Or maybe he saw a sign that he thought was real. Or... Maybe he was a little bit um, mistaken, and he thought he was the son of God, but he wasn't because of, again, something he saw, a sign, and mistook it. It's very easy to do these things. You may not think that it is, but, um, I mean, it's only happened once in a few millennia. We haven't had another Jesus or another apparent son or daughter or other gender of God. Um, so, it, it doesn't seem that far of a stretch that something like that could have happened. And that supposedly, the supposed Jesus may not have been actually the Son of God. Or maybe we twisted his words a little bit. And he didn't say he was the Son of God. And he said that he knew God. It could have been something like that.
things tend to get distorted over the centuries and millennia. So I'll leave you with that. And anyone that has skipped ahead, you can stop skipping now because I'm back to facts. Don't worry. <laughs> so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I tried my best to present the facts as clearly as possible. And stay curious. See you guys in the next episode.